0: Good morning, all you podcast listeners out there. This is Joshua Stir in Three Affairs Podcast here with my friends Brandon McPherson and Caleb John Cushing. Say hello, boys.
1: Hello, boys. <laughs>
2: What's up, Brandon? Here. How you guys doing in New York?
0: We're doing good. Yeah. It's cold. It's yeah, rainy. It's cold. <laughs> um, it's rainy. It's snowing. Well, no, it's not year, rainy so rainy How cold can it really be there? Is it rainy? No, this weekend is rain. Um, this mm.
1: weekend is rain.
0: Is rain. No, we're good. We're good. How are you up in, uh, in Mr. Toronto, eh?
2: I'm, uh, I'm good. We are in a lockdown again. Um, so not a lot going on, unfortunately. Um, but you know, just trying to be patient. Some things coming out soon that should, uh, hopefully move the chains a little bit. You know, yeah. Just, uh, waiting for the pandemic to be, well, for this quarantine to be over.
0: (laughs) I love it because, like, I've seen so many. Lists now, and I know we don't, we won't get into it because we know we don't want to talk about it. Because, like, there was that list that just came out in the time to like the 25 actor best actors of the century Ooh, so yeah. far. I can't talk about And that then list. I just, and then last night, uh, I read an article about the eight worst movies on Netflix, including there was one that got a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I won't say its name, so I don't want to shame it, <laughs> don't want to speak it into existence. <laughs> I say, What is it? I want to
1: know. Okay, well, i have interested. to look it up because is, is it Assassin something like 20 20 30 AD or whatever the fuck? Yeah, it is? hold on. There's like a yeah, I, I heard about this. I don't know exactly. I love that movie. All
0: right, Brandon. <laughs> oh my god. You guys keep talking, but let me but it's just interesting um, now that people have time to like people are so fucking bored. Yeah, they're, just they're just consuming just like all these, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, uh well, speaking of consuming, so I just started um watching Legend of Korra. I never watched it. Oh, I really? Like a, a, I I just had never it had never clicked with me. But then yeah, so um, pretty good, right? It's so good. Yeah. I mean, so like, because like me and Michelle have been watching it, so I got more into it. And then once the story starts, it fucking goes. I think
0: is once it's get. I talked to Caleb when I was watching this the beginning of the summer. Get through the second season, and then it just it's it's fine. Because for me, oh, I mean, I was what? Wait, where are you actually?
2: Oh, still in the first season, oh, okay. like. Like, uh, spoiler alert! And three, two, one. No, yeah. um, they just took over the city. Okay. Yeah. So it's still early, but I'm I'm hooked. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. You know, I loved the last air better. Yeah. I mean, everybody does. Like,
1: I feel like yeah. people generally say season two of Korra is like the worst one. I think they're all good. I think I do think that season mm-hmm. three is my favorite. But yeah, it's a great show. Uh, and I think I yeah, I, I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, that's great. They're they're their own contained uh kind of thing right you know yeah because they so, cause
1: Avatar it was like they went in okay we have three seasons and Korra was renewed every yeah. like it was like you get one season so they did it and they're like oh you get another one and like every oh, season really? they, it, like, that's why like every season it kind of like they have to like tie it up and then it was like oh you get another one and then they didn't even get to like do everything they were promised for season four they like cut their budget the last yeah nickelodeon that whole if you like read up about like how that all went down like they got really shafted it's a miracle they were able to make anything remotely as good as what they came up with just with well i mean they got
2: (laughs) we we talked about this on the podcast but they just got oh the netflix again and it's crazy man they people don't like originality
1: they don't they they need things to be safe it's
2: their own story it's their own world just let them do it it's also like we have We've talked about this already, but there's factual evidence of why you don't fuck with it. We saw that happen in the movie already.
1: Yeah.
0: What the fuck? How, yeah, qui- how quickly
1: we forget the tragedies of how our past. How many razies
0: <laughs> do you need to win? All right, so I have the movie real quick. Okay. The movie that got 0% zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes
2: was the Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. No, even <laughs> that could, like four, I don't
0: know. Uh, it's the Last Days of American Crime. Last days of the in this action. Time. The premise is in this action thriller, based on a 2009 graphic novel. Ooh. A team of thieves attempts one last heist before the U.S. government deploys a new technology that will theoretically end crime. And nice. the critic pull. It was on. It came out June 5th. It's two and a half hours long. Oh, good. <laughs> and the critic burden that they pulled from the New York Post, which is whatever, is uh, I need something bad and fast. Criminal. Uh, Graham Brick says to the weapons dealer early in the last days of American crime, the Netflix action film definitely fulfills one of those criteria. It is so, so bad, but it is ever eye-gougingly slow. So,
1: eye-gougingly slow. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So, yeah, yeah. so that's what we're doing next time.
0: Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's like, I'm surprised Like there's something worse than Hottie and the Naughty, but even Hottie and the Naughty got seven, you know, or like... Yeah. Honey and not know. terrible.
1: There's one redeeming <laughs> quality about that movie, and that it that it's under 90 minutes long. <laughs> um dude, that's oh, fucking man. crazy. Yeah, pe- people uh isn't it funny? Like you read something, it's like how the fuck did this like get made? How is this made? Like yeah, how who was like, Yeah, this is a good idea. And, I'm not and then saying... just every step of the way. Because nobody you have to, like nobody sets out to make a bad movie, right? right. Like yeah. everything comes no, but... from a place of like something.
2: But the weirdest part is then something like that's on Netflix and how many, you know, friends do we have or things that we've seen that friends have done where it's like, what? So that's made and nobody's buying that. But something like this is on Netflix. What the fuck is going yeah. on?
1: Well, at some point, I would imagine that it becomes a selling point, right? It's like, oh, people will watch this to see how bad it is. It's and true. So, Netflix, so it's kind of like you have to do one or the other. Like you have to make something either really good or really horrible. Because if you just make something average, people are going to be like, oh, I don't, you know, yeah, not interested. It's this is hard to market that
2: well or or something you know absolutely um uh, uh fearless which i think you know for a director we saw this we will get into this later but mel brooks was talking about this about david lynch or david lynch talking about mel brooks mm-hmm. um you know being like he saw a racer head and ran out and hugged and was like you're a madman i love you <laughs> yeah
1: well yeah but that's something that's you know? like really bold and and
2: great right now- right but i'm saying but that can go the other way right yeah. and like I I haven't seen Eraserhead yet, but I know that people either love it or hate it. Yeah, it's very
1: polarized. My understanding? But that's different from.
2: Yes, yeah, there's, yeah. there's obviously redeeming qualities in it. Even if you don't like it, you can't, it, I mean, it's I haven't seen it. Well, I
1: don't know. Maybe I'll be I, the first I, one to, maybe I'll make it a 1% on Rotten Tomato. Maybe I'll love this movie. I don't know. I got to check wow. it out. Wow. <laughs> right, just it
0: <laughs> Oh, and I forgot. Sorry, guys. It's I so forgot to mention. Like five um, stars. <laughs> it's my favorite movie of the year. Sorry. For, sorry. Uh, no, forgot to mention. Today, we will be discussing David Lynch's uh, Elephant Man from 1980. So, <sighs> I'm really excited nice. about, Whew. you know, which is, a, I, I found Caleb, <sighs> Caleb uh, I threw out my aired out my show. laundry like <laughs> preemptively. It's and not so. about
1: the score; it's about the conversation. So I it's don't think that it matters. You're,
0: it's true. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know. I'm but I want right. to. I want to talk Something a little that bit. You
1: should know. I'm always right,
0: listeners. That's just true. I will not argue. Um, so, <laughs> but, but up. another uh, aspect too about this whole quarantine and people recreating and just kind of whatever is, you know, I'm surprised we didn't talk about. Or mention anything about the Grammys and like the selection. I don't care, about the
1: Grammys. Right. <laughs> I don't give a and shit. I think it's people are upset. I want. How do you feel? Your boy got snubbed. People are saying, Brandon.
2: Dude,
0: the weekend. Mister the
1: weekend. Yeah. I
2: I, I mean I don't it, didn't he win like twelve Grammys last year? Like what's the problem? I don't know. Like I I don't
1: know. Did I, he? I thought the whole yeah. thing was that he didn't. He hasn't no, won yet.
2: I, I don't think that's true. I mean, I again, I could be totally wrong. I just it feels like. I okay I, you I didn't get nominated i mean well because what, yeah, a lot of people are saying
1: that this new thing is his best thing and so like okay that's the only thing i don't okay. care i don't i'm not invested i'm just trying to no no, context, no, 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 right?
2: no 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 i'm just it's just so interesting where it's like i get people being upset that they didn't get nominated i don't know what it would another be. wasn't
0: there another big critical d- d- thing though that people have been saying is that like in, and we know all this about award shows. Like, it's all bureaucracy. It's all political. Like, it, it was only, like, a few years ago that we started boycotting the Oscars for whitewashing type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So in the Grammys, a lot of people were, have been kind of dissecting in terms of, like, people's individual tastes of music, which is all it's all subjective. Like, it's right, really right. hard. And a lot of these albums that have been, re-nom- like, nominated and these artists are recreating old sounds from, like, the 70s mm-hmm. and the 80s and bringing that back after decades. And, like they're not necessarily spending time to really dissect and and give credit to new and interesting things but just kind of what makes them like we like we've said many times like feel good like i listen to I'm guilty. I listened to the new uh, Kylie Minogue album. I admit it I'm guilty. Yeah. Uh, I was recommended I the the Miley Cyrus album and the Kylie Minogue album. Yo, the Miley Cyrus and, album is fucking bad. But Miley right, Cyrus does she goes back is. to the 80s, like yes, the okay. 80s rock yes. kind of sound. Yes. The Kylie Minogue album is very 70s disco. Mm-hmm. Like the, the album's called disco. So it's it's these artists coming back in like reintroducing these sounds from 50 years ago and
2: and and the miley cyrus one is so blatantly 80s yes that was her thing it's
0: so like
2: yeah yeah which is fine you she has a good voice for it but
0: i just don't yeah it's just that's how people are starting to like kind of raise an eyebrow and be like okay really like we've heard all this sound but it's nothing new it's nothing interesting it's nothing like creative it's just like we said recreating or you
2: know, I mean, I don't. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I totally, I understand the the point and the thought process for sure. I don't know that I, because there for me, like even listening to that, you know, the Miley Cyrus stuff compared to, you know, uh, other '80s, you know, female-led rock, uh, punk rock. Would you say pop rock? I don't know. Uh, i um, heard it. I don't know. But I, uh, I mean, even it, just because it's 2020, and just you know the studios are different, sounds are different. Like there is different elements to it. I totally understand what you're saying. Like it is different than something like say, you know, the weekend where it is a a newer style a you know, a a continuously built style as opposed to, okay, now we went back and we're building again on something else. Like I totally know what you mean. It does seem like, like you said, somebody made a point of being like, I don't like this album. I don't want to be nominated because the weekend is so right in public consumption that it is yeah, weird. People like
1: him. Well, the bigger controversy I think that people, I think a lot of people are upset about is that these, the wh- I don't know who votes or who decides these things, but like the voting body, they create these categories called urban categories. And that's right. where they just put all the black people. Like, and so it'll be like best album and then best urban album, best like pop album, best like new contemporary art. It's just like such a way to like segregate yeah. and divide the artists. And that's what I think, people are rightfully upset about. And so I think like, it's just funny. Like, I don't know, in my opinion, you know, obviously, you know, we talk a lot about the Oscars and and all that stuff. All award shows kind of aren't, they're they're not the be all end all. I think they're all kind of meaningless to a degree, but I feel like the Grammys are some of the worst. Like I feel like they have very little credibility. Compared to, like, the yeah. Emmys or the Tonys or even the Oscars.
2: See, so like, now like, I'm getting upset as we talk about it because I haven't really thought about any of this. And now I'm like, you know what? This does seem racist
0: as fuck. It is. And yeah, now I'm annoyed. It's, it's yeah. like, really ridiculous. Now I'm like, ridiculous. wait, why didn't, yeah.
2: why didn't The Weeknd get nominated? I, I mean, I like The Weeknd. I really liked this last time. I haven't listened to this one yet. But, like, yeah, what's the Do the, the, the deep
0: fuck? dive and then come back to us next week. <laughs> but I think there was,
2: I think there was some, there's another element here. I think he, I can't remember what it was, but he endorsed something or like and nothing negative but they were pissed off at him about something like there's another who element they? There, that's I'm not what mistaken. my question is no like the grammy like whoever like that's i i can't remember but like that's what i'm asking you, like because like yeah, for the, I don't for the know. academy
1: it's like you have to be invited into the academy of motion pictures arts and sciences right so it's actors directors screenwriters so like who for grammy is it just producers and music is it the same thing do you have to get invited is know. it record producers because then of course like it doesn't matter no. But like I don't know, it's like when you when you're when you're looking down the list and it's like oh yummy by Justin Bieber's nominated for a bunch of shit, then it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Your awards your award show is no credibility.
2: <laughs> well, even, even, okay. Well, even more interesting than in that, you know, um, he Justin Bieber was like I no because they put him in all the pop categories and he's like look I pick what I'm doing very specifically. I made this album as a r&b album mm-hmm. and i told you guys that but
1: that's the category then, like, that they, all the black people get nominated for so it's so really this fucked is even up.
2: So, he, so, so he just came out being like this is bullshit like i do this very specifically you know i'm choosing what i'm doing and they like apologize profusely and all this no, but sure you know, he's not yeah. all these other categories but yeah no but he, i mean that's, know, it's, it's it's the other side of that coin percent right?
0: well and it's funny because the you know the movie we're talking the elephant man in terms of the Oscars, like they didn't have a makeup and special effects, makeup and hair style, like Oscar really? that year. They created it the year after, because there was such a, an uproar of like, why the hell did Christopher Tucker not get a, mm-hmm. an award for this? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, we don't have a category for it. Cause before this, before the elephant man, there wasn't really, you could look at all the movies and there could be some instances of like, Oh yeah, that's really cool makeup, but nothing to the extent of like what he did to bring forth, you know, John Merrick on screen. And so it's like things yep. like that, where it's, you know, now they have something so that, yes, it's nice to be recognized for your work, of course, you know, and and I, for sure, as in terms of the Oscars, I think they've gotten slightly better over the last couple of years. But uh, like, I, that's why I chose yeah. my words carefully. I didn't want to say just outright better,
1: but. Um, Green Book won a couple of years ago. We can't, we can't that's forget. True. But
0: Parasite,
1: but Parasite won yeah, they, this Yeah, they year, bounced back so. super hard for sure.
0: Um, Wait, sorry, what's
2: wrong? I was, what's wrong with Green Book? It's bad. <laughs>
1: oh okay have you seen it mm-hmm. then yeah trust it's it's like the epitome of like it's a movie that is supposed to it make white you feel people good. feel good <laughs> about you know oh yeah i know racism is bad it's just so poorly written and it's a joke the fact that that one group best picture is a joke
2: <laughs> well academy disagrees with you once again
1: yeah uh, that's what i'm that's why i'm saying that they have no credibility
0: <laughs> uh but yeah no so like there's a, there's a level of like it would be nice to get an award but at the same time understanding that it's all subjective like it's not you know it's if if they truly wanted to have that credibility and that stance like it's like there's a lot of movies that you have to have to watch and really sit down and pick apart and like we have this podcast and i'm really grateful that we can sit down and talk movies and see different kind of things and and go about it in a way that's not just like Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's good. Or I like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's more of like, okay, then compared to these other movies that he's done or things like that, we can kind of like scale it and kind I mean, of not everything. even making
2: it black and black and white, right? Like hey. what hey. elements of the movie did you like? <laughs> I actually did find that whole part of the uh, elephant man documentary really interesting when they were talking about the decision to uh, go in black and white and not shoot in, um, Color, color stock and black and take, color you know, stock yeah, film rec- and take it off and just be like yeah no we're just doing different black texture. and white i mean yeah i think it adds mm. i mean
1: should we just talk about the elephant man then i guess yeah let's we're, do, we're like i mean i
0: was it. just kind of like you know <laughs> the only other thing yeah. i wanted
1: to say was um i feel like pretty big news about uh
0: I, I think say, the first
1: Elliot. academy award nominated actor yeah. just came yeah. out Yeah, as let's trans. definitely talk about this. And I think I I think I read that uh J.K. Rowling threw away her Inception Blu-ray after that. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> she was like That's I can't so watch wild- I have joke? to
1: destroy my collector's edition of X-Men the Last Stance. <laughs> wow.
2: I like that the I like the shot was on J.K. Rowling It was very supportive of Elliot. I like that Elliot, whole joke. Right? Elliot Elliot, Elliot, Page.
1: Elliot Page. It is
2: it is Elliot, yeah, right? And yeah. then
1: you watch and then you watch or not watch but then you read all late. Like I was like kind of ready for, I don't know what I was ready for, but I'm, it seems like
2: they're getting a lot of support online. Yeah, which on yeah. we'll is go, good. I'm, to see. I'm sure there's dicks out there. Yeah, i we're in a little bit of a, a oh, vacuum, my. but.
1: <laughs>
0: Josh, I'm sure there are dicks <laughs> I didn't out even, there. Too. I didn't even. Josh, I didn't even. do that. That's that was, that it's was kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. There are dicks out there. Yes, there are. Um, I can point oh, you to them. What. Well,
2: what's oh, going to be boy. really interesting um, <laughs> is that, so he's still playing Vanya, right? Yeah, uh, in Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy and they
1: went back and redid all the credits for their old episodes. Amazing. Oh, really? And, that's
2: and awesome. Not just, no, not just every movie that he's been in. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Netflix went all the way through. Um, we'll see if it's
1: performative. Wow. We'll see how they continue to to go forward. Yeah, and that's you know. the thing. Hey, it's, it's, it's great we'll stuff. Like, yeah, we will like to give him the benefit of the doubt for sure.
2: Um, but what's going to be really interesting, I mean, I, I love the fact that, I mean, this is the first time that any of this has happened on such a big scale, which is amazing. I mean, who doesn't like Elliot Page in the first place? You know what I mean? Like the fucking most likable person ever. We've all known them since they were like, I mean, yeah, a,
1: fan of, a fan of their work. I didn't realize, yeah, I saw a bunch of. They were uh, on trailer parts. boys, about and they like that. 13. I had no yeah. idea. Like, are, are they Canadian? Yeah. Oh, that's why are all the best people Canadian? It really makes me mad. <laughs> just, ch-
2: just chill up here, you know. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I but, uh, honestly, like, I think it's, it's, you know, congratulations to Elliot and being able to like hmm. live his best truth in life and finally being able to come out. Essentially, yeah. I think, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, for me, I like I'm kind of on Caleb. Like, I love all the support. I love because there's a lot of backlash. There's a lot of you know the, the the time old saying people fear what they don't know or they like you know discriminate against what they don't quite understand and the transgender community still has a lot of like you know we have we have a lot of work to do in, in terms of supporting them and making sure that they're they're ushered in as as well as you know gay men lesbians mm-hmm. um, bisexual whatever whoever have you um and so this is a really big step I would love to see a year so now a year from now or even, you know, we were saying, you know, the different you know, if he keeps, you know, you know, working, he will obviously keep working, but I'm saying it'll be interesting to see what parts he takes on, you know, what casting directors when, think. He, you know what I mean? I,
2: I I would guess, and I think you guys would probably agree that he's gonna work I mean not that he's never not worked in twenty something years. They're you know, always on something, but I would guess he's gonna work way bigger project. I mean, again, there's not much, you know, they've been doing everything this whole time, you know, no, fucking Inception. It would be and, fucking so not,
1: dumb of studio to not try to like leap at the chance of like earning some right. goodwill by like... By, right. And they're also very talented. Incru-
2: incredible actor, you know, so proven. Like, uh, I mean, also Umbrella Academy up until Queen's Gambit was the number one show on uh, Netflix. Yeah. So like it already... It's going to be really interesting because now, right, like the Scarlett Johansson doing that movie where she was going to play, play like, a, the first trans, trans man or something, whatever, well that's conversation's kind of done.
1: Well, <laughs> she should be able to play any role. She should be able to play a tree, she said.
0: Yeah. I actually, the actress. way she, yeah, You're but did you actually Scarlett read the whole, Hansen, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
2: did you read the whole interview? Because I, it wasn't, <laughs> she was like that was very weirdly pulled. So I had been asked a question about what do you think is, like, the future and the goal of acting. She was like, the goal eventually is that everybody can play anything. And then, like, so that <laughs> there's that quote. And then there's, like, after, but, like, representation right now is super important. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what a dick move yeah. on the news. I mean, I asked her that co-sino.
1: question. In, I know, in our. I remember. In our, uh, <laughs> I was super nervous for you.
0: Why? <laughs> oh, for Inside the Actors Inside the
1: Actors Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of the fucking show. <laughs>
2: because i'm pretty sure you came up to me before and was like yo i have a question i don't know if it's going to go over well
1: <laughs> I, she, like, right. I mean to her credit she responded very like professionally and and mm-hmm. had, and they of course they didn't air the the <laughs> they cut it out of the no, final no. episode which is frustrating cuz they'll they'll air people being like what's your favorite movie you've worked on as as if that <laughs> is like at all what the show is supposed to be about <laughs> but it
2: was it was it was a good question you yeah. know and it was interesting i wonder if it was like her publicity team's or theirs that pulled it but
1: i'm sure it was bravo being like the fucking like old women who watch our network don't care about this like <laughs> this well, is not something, editor, editor's choice. yeah this is sure. not something that uh but yeah no i i think it's cool uh i'm interested to like see what their career does next mm-hmm. and and it yeah it was it, it is i mean i think people kind of there's like a buzzword like people are constantly being like oh like Actors and actresses, like anytime they like lose a little bit of like weight for a role or they do something that's like outside of normal people's comfort zone, it's like, oh, they're so brave and this is so powerful, but this is like actually a very brave thing to do. Yes, this is actually like and and in their post, they go on as like, yeah, like I'm putting my life in danger. By choosing to live who as who mm-hmm. I am, and so it's just it's really stunning. I think it is a really big yeah. moment, and I and I'm glad that it's been met with mostly positive reaction and
2: reception. And and a pioneering moment, you know, in that what happens now. I think yeah.
1: The is, only I can think of like Caitlyn Jenner is maybe the only other high profile case, yeah. and it's
2: and and, and it's that co- still, came with so many other caveats. Yeah, and, it's very uh, different. In a I mean, there's ways. very different
0: the actress cox from Laverne, the New Black, but she cox was already, already out
1: when yeah. she beat she, that's what i'm saying yeah. when she was famous yeah. which is not to diminish what she of course experienced
2: yeah. because
0: she's obviously I mean, very but, but,
2: but again i i think one of the the major points is i mean elliot page is somebody we all grew up with
0: yeah with her um, seeing, with with him formerly known as ellen you know and in juno and stuff like that that's and if you're not, I mean,
2: how, how big of a hit was Juno? That was it was crazy. crazy. you nominated, for, yeah. or
0: they were nominated for an Academy
1: Award. But it's it's interesting because the, the history of the, like forcibly outed as on the set of X Men Three. So to be able mm-hmm. to then do this on their own terms and like have control of their mm-hmm. narrative, mm-hmm. I think is very powerful. Yeah. Um. Fuck Brett Ratner, man. Fuck
2: that guy. <laughs> um. But yeah, I want to find out more about that because I feel like. How uh, has that not been a bigger thing? Because people didn't care yeah. about
1: any of this shit until me like, too. Yeah, when did yeah, when but, did X Men three but come now we out? Like, Two thousand like six or seven. Yeah, or whatever. Like Brett Ratner went down. He he. It was in the it was in the news and all it? this okay. happened. But
2: but what I was the other thing I was going to say though is I'm going to lose my mind when like shitty people start getting upset because Ugh. he's still playing Vanya. And it's like, no, that is the absolute just so What do you think Do you
1: think, think that they're gonna address it in the universe of the show, or do you think Elliot's just gonna continue to play Vanya as like the character is that's what I, I'm I would curious guess. Yeah, to that's, know what's what they're
2: gonna that's, do. That's what that's what I would guess. And I like think that's amazing, you know. I'm just I'm just wondering um, how
1: how you tackle no, something I, I, like this.
2: From so from what it sounds like, from my understanding, which I think is very cool, is he's just gonna continue playing Vanya the way that Vanya, like the character is, you know. Right. unaffected by you know the character unaffected by mm-hmm. by life decisions which i i think is fantastic um but you know there's going to be shitty people out there being like of course no yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. fuck you yeah no fuck i
1: know fuck you but then then you know who, yeah it's interesting I, well, I let's ho-
0: let's hope enough people who who matter listen and take mm-hmm. heed and like allow them to like have their space and have and not make it a thing you know what i mean i remember it's it's like Sam Smith or whatever the guy, or whoever the first like linebacker, the DN or whatever that got drafted from Missouri who's openly gay. Right, and yes, like, yes. And oh, like okay. the NFL felt pressured to like draft him. But then he just didn't have a good combine. Like he wasn't the best. That's the player. thing the problem, And then they right. got and then it the backlash of like, you know, cause he's openly gay. Can the gay people gay identifying well, men play football? But then you also have the first woman to kick a one of the kickers on Vanderbilt in the SEC, uh, they have a female kicker that's playing, that's starting. So like, it's, it's it's different. Cause then I also was thinking, you know, in terms of, you know, this is all sports now randomly, but like, um, you know, it's when I'm thinking about the level of competitiveness in football, it's like, if women were to play, play, be allowed to play football, it's like, what positions were, would be their key things. And it would be, kicker or special teams kind of stuff because just for the sheer amount of like putting a you know a however heavy you know woman no matter how stacked she is against a 300 pound six foot five lineman you know like rushing at you like that's well, no, just no, not no. if
2: you were going to fill out all the positions are you Drew, saying women be. can't
0: be six five josh that's not co sports look at him look at him go <laughs> so yeah anyway so like it's been there's Uh, been some moments so but i hope for elliot's sake that you know coming out on his own terms and with his own power is very empowering and i hope that mm -hmm. you know that helps curb some of those those voices that you just need to if if people are going to be negative about it then they don't They don't need that time and space, but unfortunately we have social media. So they're going to have their soapbox. They're going to have their echo chamber. It's a a vocal minority, but
1: but it is a minority. Yeah, I think that's something that's important to keep in mind.
2: But no, it's, I mean, it's it's really great. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that, uh, you know, the positive outfall from it is going to be really, really nice to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah. There's like uh, just so many great tweets, but one of my favorite ones is like, now we have like the first retroactive, like gay kiss in a Nolan movie <laughs> <laughs> with cool. him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, and it's, yeah, it seems like all of people that they've worked with before has been super positive, like positive, And it's just good. It just made me yeah. feel good. Yay, yeah. Good feeling. A nice. A nice feeling in a shitty black hole of a fucking year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of black holes, um yeah how about victorian right. london in oh, ni- 1886 four? they don't really quite 1886 uh, four. <laughs> 86 84 i went backwards but um they don't actually i don't think they actually mentioned the year at all they say victorian
1: little. england i know he john the real john mary died in like 1901 or two yeah so i'm assuming it's late 1800s yeah
0: so um this week the major movie that we w- that we watched I picked uh like I said before David Lynch's Elephant Man. I have never seen it. I got turned on by it. by my boyfriend Ryan who bought the Criterion Collection DVD Blu-ray um and I was very 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 impressed with with the story with you know with the the performances in the movie. I was very curious as t- in terms of The person John Merrick, you know, he is called the elephant man due to some extremely rare skin disease, not skin disease, but like a a bone tissue uh, growth kind of disease. They're still working on like a proper name for it. Um, And I didn't write it down, so I can't actually say it for you guys. But, you know, a handful of people have had it like he was the most extreme case uh, back in the 1800s 1800s, um, in London, England. And, you know, I, I look forward to having our discussion about it. Um, but what did you guys think of the movie? Have you guys seen it before? Is this the first time you all seeing it?
2: Uh, yeah, I had not seen it before. Um, I didn't know a lot about it. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week on the podcast, but man, uh, I haven't been that emotionally moved by a movie in a while. You know, it's been a weird year, mm-hmm. um, I have not been open, I would say, while watching stuff. I've been watching things more critically. Um, But this just fucking hit me. You didn't didn't feel
1: emotionally moved by Dogtooth
0: last week? Oh
1: my God. (laughs) Oh, I I
2: did feel emotionally moved and you know that, just not the way that you wanted me to. (laughs) Yeah, emotionally moved to frustration and anger. Um, No, but, but this just, you know, went into it in a great way, being like David Lynch, you know, amazing actors everywhere. Obviously, it's supposed to be incredible. Um, also, sorry, right off the bat, did anyone else keep thinking Anthony Hopkins in the very first scene when he's walking around looked exactly like Michael Sheen?
1: Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I did actually right? think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was I, like, oh, my God, he was so
2: handsome. Look at him. <laughs> I, I, for a second, I was like, wait, how old is Michael Sheen? He looks the exact same. How is this possible? And then I was like, oh, fuck, it's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. They, but sorry, I, I digress. Sl- I think it's the
1: black hair, the way they like slicked back his hair. The, it was the beard. It the was the beard. beard, the beard yeah. yeah. It was the
2: beard. Yeah um Uh but uh, you know what man i i i loved it i you know the the beginning was a little bit slow for me but once you know uh once john hurt really came in that's i i I loved it i was it was simple it was well done it was beautifully shot it's a straight to the heart story and uh, i mean they just make their point incredibly well done Mm -hmm. i thought so
1: yeah i hadn't seen it before um And I I wasn't like, I don't want to say concerned, that's not the right word, but I definitely was like a little skeptical going in because I feel like you watch something like Eraserhead or like Inland Empire or Mulholland Drive. And so, you know, like Lynch is like this, like very avant-garde experimental filmmaker. So I was like wondering how somebody like that with that reputation tackles like this story. And I was wondering if it was going to be like, like a horror thing like exploitative like I I was just like what what is this gonna be I had no idea what it was going to be but I was really like really pleasantly surprised I think just my favorite aspect of it was like how empathetic it was yeah it was such like a beautifully like you guys have already said but it was like such a beautifully like told I wasn't expecting just it was just like a really well done straightforward narrative like a drama Mm -hmm. and Obviously there's like moments sprinkled throughout of like that Lynchian, like experimental like photography and yeah. and all that stuff. That's that's the overlays, like the
0: devil The overlays you know.
1: and like the elephant and everything and the woman screaming. So like that's all there. But I it's I was just yeah, I was really blown away at how kind of a movie it is. Like it's just such like a generous like, you can tell he really cared about, like, respecting this man and his life and, like, yeah. telling his story. And I thought that was, I mean, that's my favorite aspect of it. I, I wasn't expecting to be moved emotionally,
2: really. Same. And Same. Uh,
1: obviously, like, it's got a great atmosphere. All the acting's fantastic. I love the score. But I just, that, the the treatment of the subject matter is my favorite yeah. aspect of it, for
2: sure. I, I also like that, again, I mean, uh, whatever, halfway, three quarters through the movie, when bad things started happening, I was like, uh, we're all right. Like, where are we going to go with this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, spoilers, but I loved the, the way it ended, you know? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a gorgeous, like I, uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. Well, it was, it's a
0: great movie. <laughs> I think we all agree. We I mentioned guess. before about the black and white, you know, like it was, yeah. it was a choice to do the black and white because, because, so the makeup, the Christopher Tucker, um, who did the prosthetics and the makeup for John Merrick or and John Hurt to to portray um you know they did they actually got you know the real bust or whatever like the death cast to like mm. go off of from the actual person and it's it's fucking nuts and so it like 7 hours of makeup you know every other day it's like and this is in the 1980s so this is like before like the 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 progression that we've like the the advances in the makeup and like shit like that nowadays it's like Right. They were just developing all this this stuff. So the fact that you know you put all of this on John on John Hurt and he comes in and the first time, and they did a, something very clever. They did you know they didn't reveal the full. I mean, obviously you saw it. You saw the full body, you know, makeup and things like that. But you weren't. Oh, but he in, wasn't fully in, in, shadow, in the light. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It was it was really well done. I really enjoyed um, that. But they
0: did in black and white because if you look at the the color stills that Christopher is taking it with, like the progress of the makeup, with the flesh tone that it was, like it was, it's kind of gnarly to be honest with you. Like looking at that, that would have that would have freaked me out, and that it would have been it would have been a monster movie, not necessarily like a, a human. Which movie. everybody
1: when you watch like the behind the scenes stuff, that was like what they didn't want. Like nobody yeah. wanted it to be that. So they took like every precaution to make sure people wouldn't like react with like to, you know, to look at it like that. I mean, yeah. I was like, I honestly, like it's crazy. Cause if you look at like, if you just like Google like pictures of it, it looks goofy. Like it's the, it's fucking this massive head and like the weird like lip. It's like so easy to have that come off as humorous, but in the context of the movie it feels completely natural and realistic. Yeah. And it, I totally, and like a lot of that, the makeup's fantastic, but I feel like a lot of that is also John Hurt's performance. Oh yeah. Like he's just so what an fucking incredible performance. Well, you still have to
0: physicalize like <laughs> physicalize this it, man and
1: the way that he speaks and you hear him like gurgling. Cause he's like choking on his spit and like, it's just so I was fucking blown
2: away. Yeah. I, I, well, did you see in the, in the little interviews in the documentaries where they were saying how, you know, he, they were trying to. He didn't realize till years later, but they were trying to like pitch him the part because you know, for all of them, they were like, "Well, the actor's not going to be seen." And he at one point turns to like Mel Brooks or David Lynch. I can't remember which one and was like, "Don't tell my agent, but I would do this for free." Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and it's like, and he was saying like after they gave him the part, and he walked out of the room. Like as he's walking out, they started to notice that he was, and he was already starting and like doing yeah, so already- the character
0: work. And that's what I think. Like this movie displays just quite simply, like it doesn't hide behind like. Fast cuts or you know action sequences. Yeah. It's it's all these characters and these actors in scenes together acting with each other. Like like the the moment that stuck out for me is at the very beginning when Anthony Hopkins or Doctor Reeves, Trieves, sorry, like sees the, John Merrick for the first time, and it's just this look on his face. And mind you, I watched this movie the second time last night, and and the reason I'm you know I'm I'm so enthralled by it is like a movie in black and white that's this kind of paced for two hours you know a drama i was just as hooked in those scenes like it, it compelled like it grabbed me as much as it did the first time but like mm-hmm. his look of mm-hmm. you look at anthony hopkins and he that tear right that he has it's yeah. that wasn't planned you know david lynch was like we had this long shot and then he brought that <laughs> it's funny because i if you watch it again you could definitely see him working, working on like working it, on it. Okay. building this okay. moment. But, like, you can see the terror. You can see the awe. You can see the the empathy. You can see all these different emotions in his eyes and it's just in that one look. And I just was like, you know, good for I, you, but, Tony. Okay.
2: I, I really wanted to – I'm so glad you brought this scene up because I've been thinking about that exact shot for, you know, a full day now. Because – and I was really interested to see what your guys' thoughts are on that because I watch that now, Right. And I love the shot. I love what Anthony Hopkins is doing. And I know that for the general population, when you watch that, like that's one of those scenes that makes Anthony Hopkins amazing in the movie. For me watching it, I'm like, that's the easiest thing he's done the entire movie as an actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's Anthony Hopkins. Of course, he can cry on command. Like, it's not hard for him. He's just staring down the barrel. Like, it's, and again, it's not taking away anything from the work. I just know I'm, I can't help but look at a shot like that. As pure, like okay, cool. That's just him doing the work. Like I don't even think he had to do a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, the direction is that you know, he just, steps
0: out of the shadows and he just stares in awe of this of this man, it's and then he could do all the work inside. You know,
2: but you, but do you guys know what I'm saying. I just, I know that's the perfect shot for the movie. I know he's doing it at the very best that you know any actor can kind of do it at that moment. It just feels numb to me as an actor watching it, just knowing, okay, that's the easiest thing Anthony Hopkins is doing in the movie. Does that make sense? Do you guys know what I'm saying? I'm just having a problem with moments like that where, and then for like me as an actor, it's making me feel less um, because that right. Cause, cause that's easy for me. So it makes me feel less like impressed by it. Does that make sense? Oh,
1: okay. Uh... I guess like when I watched it, I was like very taken into the story. Like I understand what you're saying conceptually, but I wasn't thinking about it in terms of like, Right, the work that I I fully believed that he was this doctor and that everybody, you know, I was just totally dropped in to the world. Well, see, that's
2: ex- and and that's exactly what I'm asking. I want to make sure that this is a me problem
0: because
2: <laughs> no, because because I for like, as you know, like I get scenes for like that all the time type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I've started to feel like, is this too? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, but then you seeing give, that? People give you scenes that where you just stand in awe and cry.
2: No, but like a lot of crying things or things like that.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, yeah, our whole our whole program was built on the back yes.
2: of like
1: emotional like <laughs> releases <laughs> right. and buildups. So I totally see. I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, for me, rush we
2: cry for hours. How could that be? As <laughs> yeah, for me, I
1: didn't have that that problem with this movie specifically, just because like from the first shot of like hopkins in like the london market like with all of the stuff going on in the circus and like i just there's such a sense of atmosphere and there's such a sense of like i'm just like transported to the time and place i i obviously it's like anthony hopkins is one of the most like recognizable like actors in the world so i i there is of course some level where i'm like okay i recognize you as hannibal lecter but um for like john hurt totally disappeared into it No. And uh, and I think that's the difference. You know, we were talking briefly, Josh and I earlier. It's like crazy. how like, you know, John Hurt got nominated, but Anthony Hopkins didn't. And I think it's the difference between like Anthony Hopkins giving a really, really incredible performance and then John Hurt transforming
0: into a
2: character. Yeah. Yeah. And and, like, I think that just depends on what else was nominated that year. Remember, like who else was nominated? Which was right. interesting. Getting nominated not, I mean, he lost uh, you
0: know? to De Niro in the best Actor in Raging Bull, which is another Raging movie
2: Bowl. we've already talked Sorry. about. John, John Hurt was nominated for best actor. Best actor? Yeah. Not best supporting. Wow. No, okay. I mean, it's that's, his movie.
1: <laughs> obviously he doesn't it's show true. up for a little bit, but it's, it's yeah. the yeah. elephant man, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, which I, I know what you mean though, because obviously a lot of it's told through the lens of the doctor being like, and I, and I love that scene that he had too, like towards the middle or maybe like two thirds of the way through. Where he's just like sitting, just, uh, Anthony Hopkins is sitting like despondent in oh, like, yeah. his room and his wife comes in. And it's like, yeah. what's wrong? He's like, am I, is this okay? Like, what am I doing? I turned him into another freak. Like, is this ethical? Well, like, I, I've, like,
2: I've been thinking about yeah. whatever the guy's name is. I don't think we're that different. But I, like, yeah. just to be clear, sorry, my point was not like I thought Anthony Hopkins is absolutely incredible at it. My point is, I think I'm not seeing things properly. Like mm-hmm. a scene like that, I'm getting taken too out of it. So I was confirming for myself. Well, you go. That, that you, I think you go you right guys, into you know? the,
0: the technical aspect of it. You know, like right the first away. time I, w- as soon as I the saw the first that, time yeah. I watched it, I didn't have that issue. The second time I watched it, I was looking for different things, and that's mm-hmm. right. I was looking. I was looking specifically where the moment that moment was where he either turned it on or where he made that choice to like. Cry, whatever. Right. I was specifically looking for that type of thing,
1: which you can't normally do, right? But in, in a movie right. like this, with which just has so many long shots, like you can kind of watch the craft happen. In other movies, when it's just like cutting back and exactly. forth, you never know. and You build it in the edit. It could, they could have spent all day, but like you're watching these actors really like experience emotion in real time, which I think is I mean, really yeah. amazing
2: we only have the opportunity to even have this conversation about such a particular scene is because that push and shot is what, 15, 20 seconds? Yeah, that's like, really long. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. Like, yeah. it's, and it's, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I just wanted to confirm because I immediately got taken out of it just into the, into the work. And like you said, just analyzing what happened. So I want to confirm with you guys that that scene worked f- for you guys. You know I what I mean? Because I'm oh, yeah. Def, a gap Def in my own words, mind. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you, so. you
0: saw, you saw what he saw, you know, the, as an audience viewing the movie, mm-hmm. you, you knew exactly what he was, Going through with that one, it, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting so with John Hurt though, like he was told that he wasn't going to win the Oscar because people oh, yeah, didn't I recognize that, that interview. him. Interview, yeah. Well, how then, crazy yeah. is that? Like, it's, it's people just, are like, so stupid. Exactly because. what we were
1: talking about earlier. It's all awards <laughs> shows; they don't mean anything. It's just who spends the most money campaigning to like get you know. It's not oh, this, I, I guess know, this is the I best know. actor in in the in the the year. It doesn't matter. Not that it it doesn't do good things for your career if you win. Not saying you know anyone wouldn't want to win, but it's like. He knows. I mean, he talked about it. He was like, I, I don't care if I win the trophy. I know that I he did like that's one of the best performances I've ever seen, I think on film.
2: Yeah, like, also and, getting and nominated knew, is such a huge like, thing.
1: It's just such an honor to be nominated. This is what they all say. I don't know. That's what <laughs> everybody says. <laughs> I don't really
2: I mean, to to be honest, like with how it affects your career, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a difference. It seems like being nominated is a big You get more money if
1: you get the award. I'm assuming if you so if enough. you're a
2: winner, you can yeah you can like you add a Negotiate. couple of zeros to your, to your paycheck. I'm pretty sure that's what happens when you get nominated. <laughs> no, I,
1: I I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're
2: saying. You know? like I think I think that but who I doesn't think, want to win?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But I just
2: it seems like the nomination is the bigger jump, right? Because then you go from like the yeah. average pool of actors to Academy Award nominated. It depends though, because you bus.
1: see sometimes like if if you even people who win sometimes if if you don't book something right soon. Right, you can kind of fade into obscurity a little bit. That happens. How a lot many too. stories?
2: How many stories have we heard about people who won? And I mean, to be fair, uh, to be honest about it, very much more specifically, uh, women um, yeah, who have won and course. then have been like blackballed for some weird fucking reason. It's like we just won Best Actress. Somebody give her a fucking job. She's incredible. Yeah, it's like, just like what the
1: fuck? just off the top of my head. I mean, you know, Holly Berry wins, her career goes in the fucking toilet. Adrian Brody like, wins, he fuck? doesn't do anything really interesting after that. Like it, it happens a lot. No. But then you and I mean. But then sometimes, but obviously, John Hurt before this was already like, oh, you're John Hurt. <laughs> like, everybody yeah. knew he was the real deal
2: anyway. <laughs> well, in Britain, I don't know. Fucking when Alien
1: then? was before this. Oh,
2: was it? Yeah. And he's fucking. When was 1984? When, one of the most. Huh? Never mind. I said when was 1984. I don't know, Brandon. I'm When assume they made 1984 in 1984? Yes, I mean, you I hope are. <laughs> Why else would? It, would it, that's yeah. Of course, <laughs> it was a book, Caleb. Okay, written way before they that. They could have made it at any time.
1: It was written. It was you a book that was written no listen to me i'm
2: not the one tell him he's being ridiculous i'm not not being being ridiculous you're (laughs) not letting me
1: fucking articulate my point you write a book that takes place in the far dystopian future of 1984 it's a very famous book that has many decades to become famous so you're a fucking movie producer like oh what year should we make the movie 1984 i don't know let's make it in 1977 for no fucking reason.
2: 1994
1: (laughs) obviously you make it in 1984
2: you goon Alright, that's super fair. Yeah, it is. It also would be really funny because, like, if it was made in
1: like 1983, <laughs> yeah, we're just like, just like, we cannot wait. We have the perfect. We cast. just like we have to. We have the rights. We have the studio space. We have to make it now. No, I, but uh anyway. So no, I don't. What are you fucking talking about?
0: Uh, we we're talking about odd, like, because you know, because John Hurt wasn't recognizable in the Elephant Man, so that's why he didn't win the Oscar. But also, I mean, he lost to Robert De Niro, which we know did. Great, you probably
2: would have lost anyway. Yeah. So
0: it's but arguable, yeah. But going back to like the performances and like having so David Lynch is like a young director, so to speak, at, at the time. Point, like he had just his only other feature was, was Eraserhead. Eraserhead.
1: What, and what a weird follow up. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, the fact they're just that so different. Two not
0: only different films. does not only did uh, Jonathan Sanger Stanger, who's the producer though. Sanger, who like I think the story was and they have said this multiple times in a lot of the the supplemental um footage footage uh material on the Criterion channel, is that like, you know, his babysitter's boyfriend for his children had like the script. He's like, Oh hey, read this and of course everybody has a script in LA, so he's like, Okay, whatever. And then he finally reads it, and he's like, Oh shit, okay. Um, and then he saw Elephant Man or he saw Erasure Head, thought of David Lynch that you know that he could do this. So they went to Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, you know, found the story, saw Eraserhead, and then was just like in love with David Lynch, but also didn't put his name yeah, on, how smart is that? on the project because Mel Brooks was known <laughs> to producing comedies.
1: I just love watching him talk when he in that area right? where he was like, <laughs> and I saw Eraserhead and I was like, <laughs> I love you, you madman. <laughs> and then yeah, but it was very smart. Yeah, you're right. To be like Okay, if I put my name on this movie, everybody's going to come and laugh at it because they're going to be, or they're going to be disappointed because they're expecting a comedy. Right.
2: They're just going to have an expectation that there's some yeah. edge of comedy, which in is it,
1: so, yeah. which is so like smart and to have that foresight mm-hmm. to be like, I'm making this an movie, awareness. my name is going to be nowhere on it because it's not about the credit. It's just about like facilitating this artistry, which is so. Yep. And and again, I feel like I, you know, the fact that it was such a straightforward narrative, like I, if you watch Eraserhead, it's like. So completely on the opposite end of the spectrum from this movie. And so, like, right away, you're seeing David Lynch have such a range to be able to like do so many different things. Like oh, yeah. what an incredible director. And to have the people like to have the confidence to give him the story.
0: Yeah, and like he like, said crazy. that he he had like he was asked like if he'd like talked to the actors, right? And he said he didn't do much talking, but he, he got better as like the filming process went on. And because for us, like we're trained as directors at the Actors Studio Drama School to to be to talk the same language as the actor so that we can communicate with you guys and get the performances we need. But I guess when you're working with people like Anthony Hopkins and John well, Gilgood I mean, you don't really I'm, need yeah, to
1: like you're you're like I mean you have to keep in mind like so his right out of graduate school, he makes a racer head and then he's directing the most famous actors in the world in his next movie. Like I would be fucking nervous too. Go up to Anne Bancroft and give her a note, like what the fuck are you talking about? You know, yeah. so the fact that you know, but then like obviously because they're you know english i mean john gilgood and tony hopkins and john hurt like they're all like some of the best actors and they're trained in england so they of course are like okay we're like gonna do be professional they're and, very like, seriously yeah, very yeah. serious and like and like give you the respect of your position and everything mm-hmm. so i feel like if he had done that it just seems like such a perfect storm to have been able to like make this movie happen. It seems like va- like lightning in a bottle. Like And they
0: said everything. they didn't advertise very much for it. They there was a lot of it was word of mouth. Like they only had a limited like they had a premiere in like LA or like New York or London or what like very limited cuz now people just fucking like wide release. S- scattershot like wide release every yeah. theater has these movies. Yeah. But no it took a little bit to percolate because people had to see it and then they talk about it and then people and then it made five well, now, times the budget in the box office, which is crazy.
2: You know, now, interestingly enough, like we're back to a, a period of, of that, you know, where the mouth is so much bigger. Now stuff goes up on streaming and you just miss it. Cause there's a billion there's fucking so things, many movies. But, yeah. but then you hear about something and sometimes it takes like a couple weeks for that thing to pick up or it's been on Netflix for months and nobody's seen it. And then it just, boom, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The way that people find out about things is very different. Like, Mm-hmm. I very rarely read reviews, like print reviews. Like I don't follow who gives a
2: shit with the fucking the only reviews I see are yours. Juliet's and Chad's
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, But yeah, like it's, you know, you have the, with the internet, it's so much easier to find like, like hidden gems or like, you know, obscure stuff. But the fact that this movie came out in 1980 and had to rely on just people being fucking excited about it. I think that speaks to just the, how different it was and how it managed to like hit a note that other films weren't really capturing. Like, you know, yeah. obviously raging bull we've covered. I, people were seeing the shining, but everybody fucking hated it when it came out. So it's not like people were talking about it positively. So then this fucking guy who I'm assuming most people hadn't even seen racer head. And
0: right. then
1: like at that point, and then he's just like this random person directs this story that no one had really heard of before. And it's one of the busy, biggest movies of the
0: year. It's fucking crazy.
2: Just and it should be. It's fucking yeah, beautiful. It's amazing. I really like the. Fucking it a lot. beautiful.
0: I want to go into the most um kind of because if when you like paint the dramatic structure of like a a film or a play or whatever, you know you have, mm-hmm. you know these climaxes and valleys or peaks and valleys or whatever. But mm-hmm. like for me. What was great, too, is, like, you know how, Caleb, you mentioned last week about, like, seeing the seams of the creation or what is the... That the seams of its construction. Of its I construction, you know. So, like, you know, you, you start... The character starts at a low point, you know, works his way up, gets to the pinnacle of, like, society and class to his extent. And then he essentially gets ripped right back down, you know, with mm-hmm. that party or that drunken fiasco, which paired... Um, with John Morris's like score and his like really eerie kind of circusy carnival yeah. music, like I was so disturbed by that scene. Yeah, like I it it hurt like to watch for sure. It was very uncomfortable. And oh yeah, the fact that it gets goes right back to the festival or like the carnival afterwards, and he's like dying and sick or whatever. But that but that going from that though, and the way he fights back in that moment in the bathroom. You know, when he's, he yells that he is not an animal, he's a human being, he's a man. I'm a man. Fucking um, chills, man. Like, chills. Because yes. John Hurt built to that moment. Yeah. He earned know? that moment. What's that? He earned that he moment. He earned insane. that moment to just finally st- stand down, and be like, I'm tired of being, like, this is, I am a person. Treat me with respect. And Boy, then I, going to the theater, and then, you know, he he, he hits that, that pinnacle again. he, like, gets back, and then he, you know goes to sleep well, like a normal person. For
2: the, but first the, time. The, the vulnerability that builds into it, you know, yeah. like the, uh, the couple scenes before when he meets uh, the doctor's wife and he just breaks down. Yeah. Uh, and then
1: <laughs> that did kind of make like, me laugh. Not, not anything to do with him and his work, but just like, because what he says is like, I never expected to be treated so kindly by such yeah. a beautiful woman, and it's like, all right, easy man, easy, <laughs> easy. that's my wife.
2: Man. No, but but like <laughs> that, Relax, relax. But <laughs> it just did me so like it was so. No, it was very
1: powerful, heart shattering. But, like you know? she and looks, looks like, at she looks at Anthony Hopkins. And she's like, uh, what?
2: And <laughs> also, you know, there's the little moments like that when people realized uh, his life. Yeah. The yeah empathy yeah. of the actors was unbelievable. I mean, the one scene who I, I don't know who the actor was. I'm sure you guys probably do, but the the higher up doctor or the whatever the chief doctor guy yeah, that's john gilgood
0: that's john gilgood okay. uh so, card, cardom. Cardom.
2: so so yeah so that he's you know when he first you know goes to meet him and he has the interview and then they're like you know he doesn't belong here and then he starts reciting you know the bible, bible yeah. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: oh i guess he's a person he
2: knows the. but bible. when he comes <laughs> down though and he's in the you know the other guy is like could you imagine what his life's been like? And the daughter's like, yeah, I think yeah, I can't like, No, 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 none of <laughs> no us. no fucking came. way. <laughs> yeah. And that's it's just a really like good, the way that that's a really good scene. It just, it was like,
0: and they were it, all I, there and all like connected. And I just, I just really, really appreciated all of that. Even with, yeah, it was even with, uh, Wendy Wendy, Wendy Hiller, yeah. the, the, mother's the head. The head mother's yeah. Head. Head.
1: When, he, when he's like, you have to like, be fucking nice to him and she's like I've been cleaning his fucking I've been taking care of him yeah. I, nobody fucking knows him better than me so you can shut the no, fuck no, up and, about and, it and, and, I was like hell like, yeah and she, hell yeah when that
2: conversation starts because, because she's like why would you let them see him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like what do you mean he's like they're just going in and laughing at him they're not hiding their disdain for the way he looks and he's you know and he's like what you were not hiding your understanding. He's like, yeah, I cleaned him up. I, you know what I mean? It is, it is, yeah. it is another very beautiful moment She's where like, like she the obviously most cares of him in so some ways. much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. No, everybody brought their fucking a game and this is like, yeah, it's just great movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> great choice, man. Fuck. What a good, I love movie. that. So
1: just like, so speaking about the being taken out of it, Brandon,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there is like a, an element as it went on because so like you're watching Anthony Hopkins who is great. He's a brilliant actor, Mm. but like he, he's known for being like more, he's very, just playing a role in this movie. And like, he's playing like a normal guy. And like in a lot of other of his most iconic roles, he's like, characters like he's very like mm, crazy yeah, yeah yeah and so i'm waiting it's like okay why would you hire anthony hopkins and not have, him have <laughs> a scene where he kind of goes nuts a little bit and so i'm waiting for it and waiting for it and then it happens when he gets to right. the port he's like he starts growling he grabs it. i was like yeah son of a bitch. i was like yeah there it is there it is tony um and it's just like one scene that he lets himself get a little fucking crazy yeah. and then it's he's back to being a grounded and it's not that it was bad but it, i was you are waiting for it you know it's like where's the hannibal Lecter moment you know what but i mean it was,
2: but it was even that i think though you know given what we know of Anthony Hopkins. I think even that was perfectly toned down, you know, it worked for the doctor, worked for the character. You know, uh, it, it totally
0: you
1: know? fit, but I still was yeah. like, you're just okay, weird. You you're like, like fanboy. You're like, come on. Come I come was off. like, I, give me it. Give me something. Give me something. It's, and then that scene
0: was in, uh, and- Really funny because then the the mother's head comes in and bashes. Yeah, it's like a weird like, like slap comedy like? moment where
1: because he's like the only person who could take me out. His mother's head. and she just bunks him on the head with a, She's I don't even like, know. She's like, there you go. And he's like, there you go. <laughs> I was like, all right. It's and, and, and it works and it totally I
2: buy it. It's not oh, yeah, distracting, yeah, yeah, but
1: it's but it's very like it's such a weird moment to appear in this heart wrenching thing. She like pops him on the I, head.
2: I think at the time when that comes in, the audience needs that repeating. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, know? I think it was like really because it's so it's so heavy right at that moment, you don't know what's it's going very, on. And yeah. then the doctor's finally doing something active.
1: But then that's a good point, Brandon, because I was expecting it to be a lot more tonally just like dour and miserable. But there because it's treated with such empathy, there is a lot of like lighthearted stuff. Like the middle of the movie is like, especially when Anne Bancroft, like the actress is like talking to him and he's meeting all these people. It There is a very like, it's like heartwarming. So yeah, I feel yeah. like the tonal balance is very, like it is done very well. Um, and I, I, I agree it, with you that it's it, there. It is a period of the movie that is very like intense and heavy, but I was expecting that to be the whole movie. And I'm, I was surprised that same. it wasn't in a good way. And, and, what
2: I, and what I thought was really cool. And specifically that was that the, um, the scenes that were more intense were more intense because of the built-up empathy. Yeah. They were only more intense because at that point, you give a shit. Yo, like, yeah. you oh, yeah. really care about John, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these? this guy? The mm-hmm. fucking, you know, zoo dude. Or not zoo, the carnival dude. Yeah. And then the other guy, which is he's just being a dick. Yeah, the, knight, the night guard The night Just yeah. looking for um, a way to
1: make a quick buck.
2: But it, it's just... I think that's what's so special about this movie is that it's not, it does not go down the easy path of, hey, this guy's life sucks and you should just feel bad for him. Yeah. It's yeah. building that up it's by not, not melodramatic. Not it's just,
1: it's, just it's, it's, it's building it up dramatic. by yeah. <laughs> the
2: relationships and the characters yeah. and him building relationships with the characters, right? Absolutely. So it's, you know, with the nurse who, again, we just talked about, but she starts off not very nice to him at all. And then she's very much like a mother to him and just across the board.
0: Yeah, and so I, it's it just, it's interesting because it's adapted from a couple of books, including some of the like the memoir or whatever of the doctor, right from the mm-hmm. 1800s. And you know there was a uh, an interview with like the guy who runs the the London Hospital Museum London Hospital. Or where they house the the bones, or I guess the bones are actually mm-hmm. missing currently. Um, <laughs> but really, yeah, apparently, yeah, because uh, these interviews were like uh, inter- like aired like into the early 2000s, so like. Since then, I think his bones actually are. They're trying That's to find fucking him. Fucking hilarious. So somebody lost him. Um, Who wow. so, oh, nice. But he said that like oh, the thing about nice. the movie, like that a lot of things were were somewhat accurate, but they did adapt a lot of it. Like he had, you know, John Merrick as an actual person had more control over his life. Like he chose to go to the free show. Joseph Merrick in real life. Joseph Merrick.
1: And uh, that was the one thing I didn't like about the movie. If I had to pick one thing, it's that like, I I watched the story and I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. And then you learn that they like really embellished a lot of stories about, of facts about his life to make it more like, of a movie and like a movie yeah. and you have to do that. I understand like when you dramatize stuff, you're making a movie to make it more, but like, yeah, he had like a normal childhood. Yeah. He, had like, a he went to school <laughs> and he, <laughs> he knew like, how to read and write. And he chose to do the, he the chose freak to, go show. to go to the hospital and he chose to go to the freak show to because make right. money. Like, that's you know? how he makes money. Yeah. Like, and, and I understand when you're make it, that maybe would make it less of a dramatic, interesting movie, course, but it's, yeah. I, you know, it's just like, Oh, yes, it's, it's a a lot of just like made up. But
0: his mother, <laughs> but the interesting thing, because when I first saw the opening with like the elephants and this the woman, his mother screaming, It's like I was very like thrown off. Like, what does that have to do with it? But apparently, his mother actually did have like a a run in with like an escaped elephant or whatever at like a circus or something. That is fucking wild. Like, and it's just kind of like okay. So some people think that like you know obviously this isn't true because it's all it's a genetic you know disease. But like they thought that that was the cause of why he was deformed. As yeah, because she was like
1: late into her pregnancy. Yeah. So that they he's like, oh well, she got trampled by an elephant. So that's why he's so fucked up. Right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't just call him the elephant it's, man for no reason.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I thought which like it's a fair jump. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And
0: but going back, it's like so the David Lynch kind of aesthetic to were those three parts, right? It's the beginning kind of overlay, it's the middle dream sequence mm-hmm. where he looks into this mirror and it's like overlay mm-hmm. yeah. of his reflection and the elephant and his mom screaming again, and then the ending, which I would love my last little thing is like what your guys' interpretation of the ending is. Because for me, it's it would have been very nice because, you know, what's going to happen. He he finally he looks up at the drawing because he's always said he's always he's never been able to sleep like a normal person, you know, and he and he just got done going to the theater and reaching the pinnacle of his social class of what his experience in life was going to be. He's as normal feeling, I would like to think, as he will ever be. Because he'll always be an outsider. He can't be cured. It's just going to be his thing. So the last thing on that list for me is is that sleeping. But he knows if he does so, he will asphyxiate he will and die, asphyxiate yeah. and die. And so having him lay down, and you saw you see his eyes move, kind of making that decision, and then he finally closes his eyes. And it pans left to the cathedral that he just got done. Fin- he just finished, and then it like kind of <laughs> goes up, and then all of a sudden it's like a fucking like night sky starry space yeah. thing with like it's like zooming and then the overlay of the, the mom saying this like poem yeah. or something Never die and it reminded then me of Dune. It's like Dune <laughs> and like you wait a little bit longer and then you know the princess comes on and starts telling Dune. You know, yeah. But I just, I would have it's loved the prequel it. Prequel to Dune, yeah. Well, I guess no. It was just the first movie. <laughs> oh my god! The if the
2: it. fucking, if there was a post-credit scene here and it's just the girl from Dune starts her narration, I would have lost my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Six
0: stars. Um, I just no, want to make that five, edit yeah. as direct as a director. The choice to kind of do the fault, like for me, a fade to black and just the credits would have sufficed for me. I would have been like, awesome. But we, we are, we always, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. always are told this like double ending, right? This double button, you know, that's a button, the little faded black, but then he keeps, keeps going with this whole little, mm-hmm. um, epilogue type of thing. And then it's the credits, you know, there's that feeling mm-hmm. of, I mean, oh wait, what's yeah. this? I mean, okay, it's okay, that Lord, it's Lord of
2: over. the Rings, uh, three button up full piece suit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah, does that, that makes sense but the, 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 no, the double, the double that. ending, the double button. No, 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 no totally,
2: totally. I that's, mean, like, what, I, that's what i felt it's lynch
1: it. and he just like i just feel like he cannot help himself <laughs> like it's you know he makes this he's he's this whole movie he's like very restrained and yeah. but at the very mm-hmm. end he's like i gotta just he goes to mel brooks and he's I, like, I, guys, I have to. i have to do what i need to do for the movie for the
2: film <laughs> well sorry real quick with that impression did you guys get the chance to watch that clip i sent earlier this morning yeah, yeah you yeah, showed that, that
0: to me before you're obsessed oh with did that, i
2: How, well it's just david lynch and it is fucking amazing
0: I mean, he's funny. Yeah. Like, I didn't laugh at it. But.
1: <laughs> I like the clip that I sent a little more where he's like, you think that in a million trillion years you can understand a film by watching on your fucking telephone? Get real. <laughs> he's the best. I love him. Cause he's like, I get yeah. it. Like, have you ever tried to like, download a movie on Netflix uh, on your phone and watch it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's
2: fucking miserable. Yeah. So I totally agree with him. But, but uh, who's doing that as their first choice? Well, so, like,
1: the when I've done, not movies, but I've, like, done, like, TV shows, like, on, so, like, when I'm on the subway, I have something to do. Right, 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 traveling,
2: you know? yeah. But that's not my first yeah, choice. Yeah, it's never, it's
1: never, like, how I choose yeah. to go into, you know, watching a film. Yeah. But I just, it's so,
2: the way that he's so, like,
1: I, because I, he's like the transcendental meditation guy. You know, he's like very Zen and very calm and quiet. So the fact that he just gets so angry, he's like, your fucking phone, get real. At least we laugh. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. So angry.
0: <laughs> I don't know guys. So I, good. I'm good. Like I, again, we can probably really? go keep going, but I, you yeah. know, There's we so many beautiful things
1: to talk about. This very movie. well mm-hmm. done.
0: We've talked a lot about movies that are just good stories that you can kind of get lost into. And I'm really happy that, you know, I was able to suggest this one for us to, to view. Yeah. You know, towards Oops. the end of the year. So. Yeah.
2: No, I loved it. Yeah. Really beautiful, um, really beautiful movie. I liked, really, I liked uh, it quite a bit. Really uh, unexpectedly moved me um, in a way that I kind of needed. I've been a little locked up.
0: Yeah. It gives me you know? hope that, like, what we've chosen to be our field and, like, that craft and the, the, the artistry of of acting, you know, it's work but there's also like, you can see those moments, simple moments that are very effective. And
2: And and that what I really appreciate about this conversation, you know, especially was that you kind of, what I was talking about before is like, it just in a selfish way, I've been feeling a little numb to what we do on camera.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So like having that, just talking about that one scene with you guys kind of reoriented a lot of things for me in a positive way. So I appreciate that combo. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I am ready to rate. Unfortunately, Caleb outed me, uh, (laughs) To the group chat this morning i give it a five stars i was thinking about it last night and Very i just nice. i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> not give it the five stars because mm. i was thinking well four and a half because there's some moments but I'm like no like the good fastly outraised like the silly things that i thought were silly like the ending and some of the stuff but like in terms of my experience with the movie it's for me it's a five out of five
2: yeah um Caleb, have I given any 4.5s of that? Or just to, do you know? What? Have I given any 4.5s yet?
1: I mean, you've given 5s. Oh, I've 5s. given 5s? Yes. We, okay, we go given through this fives, every week. Just read the I'm list. Then I'm definitely that I giving it a you. 5.
2: <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> uh, then I'm giving it a 5. Giving it a 5. Um, nice. I'm giving it a 4.5 um, right now. Just on my first watch. I liked it a lot. It, it could go up. When I watch it again, who knows? I think it's extremely well done for sure. Um, Yeah. It was great. Great pick, Josh. Thank you so much. I I, I would never, I don't think I would have watched this otherwise. Oh really? Like I, I, it wasn't on my radar at all. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think it would have been something I would have gotten to. So thank you. I I really, am glad.
2: That's one of the things I absolutely love about this podcast is so many of the movies I never would have watched.
1: Yeah. Like purple rain and, (laughs) and dog tooth and all your favorites. Um, but anyway Brandon <laughs> you know what's
2: funny those are like the only two I probably want to watch at some point because you would have been like you'll watch this anyway <laughs> Um. so next week uh, we have uh, there's a new David Fincher movie coming out on Netflix that we wanted to watch it's called Mank I believe Mank, right? yeah. Mank. Um, but with that I've also picked another David Fincher flick we're going to go back to Zodiac mm-hmm. so we're going to break that we're going to break that down shout it out the Ted Cruz Hell uh, of a cast
1: no i'm just kidding yeah Zodiac.
2: Uh, (laughs) hell of a cast uh i've seen bits and pieces of it before but never sat down to watch the whole thing very excited um yeah
0: great double feature uh we will have a very good friend uh another mfa -er, max pfeiffer four mfaers baby four mfaers next week i'm excited so yeah yeah
1: it's gonna be a good time i'm excited
2: gonna be dope
0: all right, like always, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please check out our Three MFAers podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, Also YouTube and Instagram at the letter, the number. So I always do that. You always I, do why that, do that, yeah. I always do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, fun, at yeah. the the number three MFAers <laughs> podcast um, on Instagram. Follow all of us. And next week we have a David Fincher double feature. Double Excited signature. to see that. <laughs> and keep a lookout for some. Uh, we got an extra extra special episode coming up with Allie Keller and Jim Fagan, um, creators of producer and director of uh, Zero Issue, which will be out soon as well. So check that out when it happens. And until next time. Thanks, for listening